0: welcome to orange soul everybody I am unbelievably pumped to have you here we are excited to chat about communication connection and confidence hey you <laughs> I'd like to thank our sponsor, Reminisce Audio. If you'd like to record a podcast or an audio biography or interview someone, Reminisce Audio has your back. Head over to ReminisceAudio.com. Welcome to Orange Soul, everybody. We're excited to have you. Today, we are going to flip the tables a little bit and we're going to explain a little bit about what Orange Soul is, why it came to be, and why communication is so important. And so I have my buddy, Steph. Woo! Yeah, who's a business owner herself and we're going to we're just going to have a conversation about why orange soul.
1: I'm actually going to interrogate you a lot. So <laughs> yeah. First off, I want to know why is it called orange soul? I like have all these thoughts in my head and I want to know if any of my theories are correct. Well, I am
0: really excited to talk about that. First of all, orange is my favorite color. Second of all, orange is not affiliated with any race or ethnicity. And so there's absolutely no one who is affiliated with that. And so it's a come one, come all. And soul, I feel like we need to revitalize the human connection. I feel like we need to revitalize our ability to meaningfully engage in connection. And so that's how Orange Soul came to be because I am a lover of all people. I don't care where you come from, what you do for work. Geeks, freaks, goss, jocks. doesn't matter to me. I want everyone to be able to connect meaningfully with another person and to revitalize that joy that we give each other from having someone to rely on and someone that we can trust and someone that we can grow with in any capacity
1: oh okay i just i thought that it was you liked orange creamsicles (laughs)
0: that they fed your soul so my theory was wrong but i
1: love that i mean i love orange
0: creamsicles too so (laughs) don't get me wrong
1: when you said that orange isn't associated with any race i'm like oh that's really cool i mean there's so much meaning of how it's your favorite color and all these things, but I think that in a nutshell, that name really sums up what you're trying to do. Absolutely, yeah. So you are a communication expert. I want to hear a little bit about why are you so passionate about communicating, and and doing this through Orange Soul. And obviously, communication can benefit people. We all have to communicate every day. But like, how can your unique expertise help? people with their communication. That's like four questions in one, so you can like break them down.
0: Perfect, perfect. So, I firmly believe that all relationships, whether professional or personal, are created, maintained, or destroyed by communication. We are constantly communicating, verbally, non-verbally, digitally, face-to-face, we are in this evolution of communication. And so there are lots of gaps that we need to bridge. And I believe that there are a lot of synthetic connections that are happening. And so we're internally deteriorating. We aren't able to connect with other people because we don't know how we have lost some of the art of communicating. And I firmly believe that if we can learn how to communicate, we are going to be a healthier and happier society and nation and humanity. And being able to engage with other people is crucial something that I read from a Harvard business review. There was this gal named Sarah Pressman who conducted research and she found that we are 70% more likely to die early due to poor social connection. That's over obesity, excessive drinking and smoking. Not to say that those don't play a factor because they absolutely do. Mm -hmm. But when we're sitting here saying that we're 70% more likely to die early due to poor social connection, the crucible to connection is communication and being able to communicate in all of the different capacities that we can. The more tools we can put in our tool belt, the more adaptable we can be to other communication channels, the more engaged we're going to be, the more we're going to be able to lift our fellow man, the more we're going to be able to have a more meaningful, fulfilling life because we can communicate, because we can become these communication ninjas where we're just jumping from one medium to the next without any hiccups where we can practice and we can become more engaged regardless of how people genuinely what their primary medium of communication may be because we are engaged in connection and i mean when we think about it when we're gonna die do we want the the board to be at our bedside? No. We want our families. We want people who genuinely care about us, who know us, who have seen us through thick and thin. And there are going to be times where we have to take a step back, where we have to reevaluate our communication. How are we making other people feel? What does that say about me? What does that say about you? What does that say about our relationship? And making sure that we have check-ins with each check-ins with each other is going to be critical because I personally want to live a really rich fulfilling life and I know that that comes through connection I know that comes through communication and I know that comes through our confidence in being able to communicate and connect
1: As we were talking I was thinking about this conversation I had with a friend and it was about dating and I know this is a business podcast but it will relate she was talking about how she didn't want to express her, her feelings of how this guy was sort of using her because she felt like that wasn't being a confident person and she had a friend tell her no you have what confidence is all wrong like a Confident person is able to express their standards and their needs and to not be avoidant. And I think that we live in this age of ghosting, that people are dispensable and that we can unfriend people, and we live in a politically correct society where it's like everyone doesn't want to step on each other's toes. But I look at what the nation was founded on was freedom of speech, and I think that a lot of time people are just going with the flow because, like you said, they don't know how to communicate, and I think that what What makes things great is when I'm able to communicate with someone that has a different opinion and I'm able to see their point of view. And it doesn't have to turn into this big argument, you know, but I'm like able to be like, okay, maybe I don't agree with that, but I have a greater insight to your perspective. And I don't know if you think this as well. I don't know, maybe this is just my perspective, but that because of the communication, like we're just afraid to state our point of view as much anymore.
0: Yeah, we we can get afraid of offending people. Mm. We can be afraid to ruffle people's feathers. We can be intimidated by another person, whether that's due to their title or their accomplishments or whatever iteration that may come to fruition in. We need to understand that we have to be self-aware. We have to understand what our needs are, and we have to be able to communicate that in a way that is respectful and... At its core, being assertive is asking for what you want while maintaining and preserving the dignity of another person. So me being aware of my needs is critical because I can't express my needs if I don't know my needs. And other people aren't going to be able to fulfill my needs if I don't express them, if I don't set up healthy boundaries, if I don't engage with other people in a healthy manner. Because all of a sudden, when we have these corrosion, this corrosion channel of communication, it's inevitably going to implode the the relationship, whether whatever iteration that may be, whether that's professional, personal, and being able to streamline communication and ask for feedback and making sure that people are engaged in the communication process is gonna be critical. And so we have to understand our needs and we have to be able to walk ourselves through those different Experiences, Because inevitably, we're going to engage in conflict. Mm-hmm. We can't just avoid, avoid, and never engage in conflict. We have to understand that conflict is healthy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It means that you care enough and that we care enough about each other to engage and find common ground. That we can find a resolution. And so, understanding that conflict is really healthy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, I'm not saying that we need to sit there and yell and shout and throw things. I'm saying, hey, Steph, I, I've noticed this type of behavior... I want to check in and see if you're doing okay and that's all that's it you know Mm -hmm. like raising a question shows that you care about another person raising a question shows that you're engaged and you're invested and how do we invest in people we ask questions we spend time with them we may serve them there's a lot of different ways that we can communicate that we care about another person and Asking questions is one of those ways.
1: My last job, I was not happy. And I looked at some of my strengths and my weaknesses. And my weakness was that they wanted me to fly this drone and it scared the crap out of me. And every time I was in the air, I thought I was going to hit something. I I was at a point where I was like, I'm just going to quit because that would be easier than going and expressing my frustrations. But I was like, no, that's like the coward way out. And so I went to them, here are my strengths. Like I love cold calling. Here are the areas you aren't really utilizing me and then said like, but my weakness is this drone and it makes me dread coming to work. And She was like, okay, we can take that off your plate. And I got a raise. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was that easy to go. And I'm like, why haven't I done that forever? Like, I feel like in the workplace, sometimes I'm like so scared to express like the way that I'm feeling, but I was dreading going to work for a month and a half because I didn't want to fly that drone. And I just look at how unhappy that like had made me. And because of my fear of authority figures and not wanting to express conflict that I had, it kept me from having a more enjoyable experience in the workplace.
0: And how great that you
1: had the courage. I,
0: I constantly say, I just need five seconds of courage, five seconds to open the door, five seconds to make that phone call. And it's just getting over that hurdle. And then it's like, okay, this person respects me. I respect them. I respect myself to express what I need. And the fact that your your manager or your boss reciprocated in kind, that builds confidence, that builds trust, that builds morale in every possible capacity because that relationship means a lot. And those relationships are going to feed into your culture and feed into your productivity. It's going to feed into every aspect of your business because ultimately business is relationships.
1: So what are some of your experiences, the awkward where you're like, okay, like I have some conflict, I'm going to have to do conflict resolution. There was this time
0: when I was working in the financial industry and my boss was getting ready to retire, and so they needed to replace him, and they brought on this woman who was extremely, extremely talented, and of course, you're curious about your boss, so you're going to Google the person, and I Googled this person, and she was top 25 most powerful women in banking. She had She had accolades like you would not believe, so I set myself up to think, she is going to eat me alive. mm mm-hmm she is going to rip me to shreds. And this was just after I had graduated college. So 2012 ish. And I was sitting there thinking, how in the world am I going to be able to navigate this? Because I really enjoy my team. I really enjoy who I work with. And Sometimes we get this stereotype in our minds when a woman is successful. She is a type A, in your face. B-H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so sad. It's <laughs> so sad. Much to my surprise, it was the complete opposite experience. She was an advocate for me. I went in and I... Um, originally, we had kind of butted heads because I just had built up this internal narrative of who she would be and how she would treat me. And once I learned and saw differently, I began to trust her. And so I began to experience this mind shift, this mindset shift. And I went in and I chatted with her about what can I do to get to the next level? What can I do to move on from this position? And I was scared out of my mind. I was so nervous because here I had only worked with her for a few months and we had finally gotten over some of our hurdles and some of the tricky terrain that you just get as you let go of one boss that you really admired to a completely new boss that you just have to warm up to and get to know and and figure out each other's idiosyncrasies. And I remember going in and... She had a a table, a square table in her office, and there were two chairs on either side. And I had a list of things that I had done and things that were currently on my plate and things that I would like to take off my plate and some things that I would like to put on my plate so that I could get to the next level. Instead of sitting across from me, she sat next to me, which completely changed the game because she was all of a sudden now on my side. She was on my my team. Mm -hmm. And she helped me get to where I wanted to go. And she, to this day, is a huge um, advocate for women. She is one of my greatest mentors. And she has inspired me to be better and be a better communicator. Because if I had been a better communicator from the start, if I hadn't created that internal narrative of who she was going to be, then the the experience would have been totally different because we would have gotten on the same stride a lot quicker. She and I would have been able to, to hit the ground running much more cohesively if I didn't create this internal narrative. So that was that was on me. That was totally my fault because I created a person that wasn't real. But, you know, when you start reading all of these things mm-hmm. and you start seeing everything that they've done, you think, she is going to eat me alive. And then insecurities come and yeah. Yeah, totally. Because I hadn't, I hadn't been in the workforce that long. I hadn't been involved in corporate, so to speak, for very long. And so I needed to have someone come in and kind of shake my world up a little bit. And she did that. And she did it in the most... Beautiful way possible for my personal experience, but because I had my own insecurities and I built up this internal narrative that created a communication conflict that created some, some headbutting because.
1: Of me. Man, she sounds awesome. Like, I love that example of coming sitting right next to you.
0: It totally, I, it removed the barrier
1: mm-hmm. because people use the table as a barrier.
0: It, it creates this space, this distance that doesn't need to be there. And so when she got up from her desk, I still remember this so vividly. She has this corner office, beautiful windows. She I knock on her door and she stands up from her desk and I asked her, Hey, are you ready for our meeting? She said, absolutely. Come sit down. And so I said, great. So I went and I sat down and she came around the table to make sure that I, we were on the same, we were on the same side. And she said, okay, I'm ready. Let's talk. And I said, Great. My heart's beeping. It's like going so fast. And she's like, Hey, we're okay. Like I want to, I'm here to help you. And I want to get you to the next level because I believe in you. And I believe that you can do a lot of really great things. And it takes one person to communicate that to you. One person who you admire and who has accomplished things that you admiring somebody else where she's been dedicated to a cause. She's involved in the community. She is tenacious in her career and has a family life that is something that, uh, you know, in 30 years from now, I hope that I can have an iteration of what she has done and what she has impacted and what she's influenced throughout her her career and her community service, basically everything that she has done, I I hope to do. And so she's modeled something that I can aspire to be. And I remember she was nominated for um, this Utah top 30 women, top 30 business women in Utah. And she invited me to go to the ceremony and she and I, we were sitting next to each other and her husband was on the other side and it was about her turn to go up. And she leaned over and she said, Carolyn, I expect you to invite me to your top 30 business women in Utah when you get this. And she just walked up and I it it totally changed my my perspective and my experience because here we started out with my narrative of her eating me alive to sitting at this banquet and she leans over and she says, Carolyn, I can't wait to see you get this award. Be sure to invite me. She communicated a belief in me unparalleled to anyone else I've experienced in the workforce. And it's it's a beautiful experience when you can get over some of those communication conflicts that either you create or that are created by circumstance or miscommunication, environmental, whatever iteration that may be. It's important to understand where that conflict is coming from.
1: So before she said that, was that even an idea that you entertained?
0: Absolutely not. To be totally fair with you, I was expecting a different storyline for my. Myself, and that comment really made a huge impact on me. Of how am I going to do this? How am I going to be a top thirty businesswoman in Utah? Whether or not that comes to fruition Mm -hmm. is who knows, right? But the fact that she was willing to invest in me, that she was willing to see something that I couldn't at the time, and give me a a different perspective, a different lens to look through—that's huge in and of itself. Giving someone the opportunity to see something in a different light and a different color per se, you know, our rosy glasses, that that was one of my rosy glasses moments. And I thought, I can do this. If I have people like her in my corner, if I have people that believe in me like that, yeah, I'm absolutely going to do it. And what what power belief does for us? Mm -hmm. What I mean, when you think about your life, The moments that we cherish the most are those small moments. I mean, that was a a 10 second interaction when she told me those things, 10 seconds max. And here I am years later talking about this, this experience. And whether or not she remembers it is irrelevant because it is ingrained in my mind. I still remember what was served for food. I still remember that she was on my right side. I still remember who was on my left side,
1: and it was just one
0: of those defining moments that I'll never forget.
1: You know, hearing you talk, I was thinking about how powerful words are, and you're talking about experience—that's powerful for the positive. But I was thinking about how experiences crush us. The little things that people can say that instantly can take away our self-worth and a lot of times it's our self that's saying like oh you can never do that you aren't smart enough you aren't this enough what's your advice to people that are feeling that way or how have you been able to overcome that in your life i think it's so critical
0: to have a filter we need to ask ourselves a few questions why is that narrative in my mind who put it there and do i believe that anymore Is that something that's serving me? How is this serving me? And so when we have critical comments, how is that serving me? Is that making me be better? If so, then okay, great. Let's recalibrate. Who put that there? Was it me? Was it someone else? What's their emotional validity in my life? Because if some grocery store person who I've never seen before, you know, I just pass them in the grocery store and they make some flippant comment about my appearance or about who I am or whatever that may be. They have no emotional validity in my life. So why would I allow them to deteriorate my internal peace and my confidence based off of a split second interaction? We need to be able to filter out these voices. We need to be able to understand who holds emotional validity in our life and who doesn't. Because there are thousands and thousands of voices that are vying for our attention, that are vying for room in our hearts and in our minds. And we need to say, no, no, thank you. You're not allowed in there. These are the people that are allowed in there and that's it. And sometimes those people ebb and flow. Sometimes life just evolves and people come and go. And it's important to understand where we are internally. We need to understand What are, what is our internal narrative and who are we allowing to contribute to that? Because if our storyline is all of a sudden going to be dramatically changed, we need to understand why, why is that being changed? Who are we allowing in? Is this thought serving me for the better? And if it's not serving me for the better, Hit the freaking road. (laughs) There is no chance. No, nobody is going to rain on my parade. And you know what? My parade ebbs and flows. You know what? I should probably say no one's going to rain on my roller coaster (laughs) because life is all over the place sometimes. And you know what? Johnny Raincloud, I can appreciate that you're there. But I'm going to get an umbrella. I need to make sure that I have some armor. I need to make sure that when comments do come, that I have some protection. I have some boundaries set up that I can still have my internal peace and my internal confidence to do what I want to do and to pursue our passion and to pursue what we want to do.
1: I just need to call you when I'm having a de- bad day <laughs> when Johnny Raincloud is right there. I just need your little pep talk. <laughs> well, and Johnny Raincloud
0: is going to come inevitably. Mm-hmm. Everybody has Johnny Raincloud days moments maybe even months mm-hmm. and it's important to have people in place that believe in you that you can call in them and, and say hey i'm having an off day can we can we get together can we do lunch can we do something to change the environment do something to change the narrative because ultimately we're writing our narrative and are, are there going to be external factors that we cannot control absolutely there are things we can control. We can control who is in, involved in our lives. We can control our thoughts and we can control our actions. And so if we act we're going to change our narrative and we're going to change the outcome.
1: I really liked what you had said earlier about the filter. I added a lot of pictures and I was just thinking how I could take a crappy picture and oftentimes with different filters make it look better. And so I think that that's a cool analogy. You look at these professional photographers. For shot, they probably don't take these wonderful pictures. But by filtering and by using Photoshop and everything, the beauty that they're able to create. Absolutely. And we get to change our settings too. Mm -hmm. Like we
0: can have stricter filters on one side and we can have less strict filters on another. And it depends on your relationship with the person. It depends on where you're at in that relationship evolution and making sure that our filters may be strong, really, really strong and tight with some people and then with others they can be lighter they, they don't have to be such heavy settings and so we can build that trust And those settings change based off of interactions and experiences
1: as a communications expert you have a few areas that you can help people one of those is life coaching and the other is keynote speaking can you tell me a little bit about both of these So I offer two different life coaching packages.
0: There's an accelerator package where it's six to eight weeks, and then there's a diamond package where it's going to take a little bit longer, six to eight months. Life coaching is helping you get to where you want to go. Life coaching is forward thinking. It is about removing these internal barriers or external barriers that you've been experiencing where you want to achieve a goal and you're fired up and you're ready or maybe you're just sitting there thinking what in the world how am I going to do this how is this even going to come to fruition and this is where a life coach comes in this is where I come in where we sit down and we talk about your goal we go through and and we go in detail what is your goal why do you want to achieve it? How is this going to impact your, your relationships? How's this going to impact you financially? How's this going to impact other aspects of your life? And we go through and we do a deep dive and then we figure out what's been holding you back. Why has this goal not been achieved? And we, we go into the weeds and we figure out the root thought of that. Why, why can't I just get over this? And so then we do some. Reprogramming, if you will, and change our narrative. We change what, what's happening. And so we go through and, and we do a deep dive in that. And then I also do keynote speaking workshops, breakout sessions for conferences and groups. And it's a delight. I mean, people are so dynamic and they're such. They're such whites. They love to give. They love to have an impact. And some of the things that cause those hiccups is communication. How can I have a better impact? How can I have a more meaningful impact? And how come I am not communicating that? How come I'm not seeing the results I want? And more than likely, it's because of communication. It's because we're not communicating what we need. It's not, we're not communicating what we want to achieve. We're having these hiccups that can be rectified and remedied through communication consulting and Getting through some of those hiccups, whether that's internal or external, figuring out where those barriers are and really, really taking
1: off. Wow. Can I first just comment on life coaching? How you said that you dig into the weeds and ask, like, why has this not been accomplished? I like wanted to write that down because I'm like, why haven't I accomplished my goals, you know? And I think that's something that people are like, oh, well, I don't need a life coach. I can do it myself. But obviously, people need a life coach because there's a lot of things that people avoid that are their new year's resolutions every year for 20 years you're able to be that person to keep them accountable and i remember a couple weeks ago you were like steph what are the goals that you're having i'll follow up with you and you did you like followed up with all the stuff and i'm like was like oh wow that's nice like and to know that someone's going to be following up that you're paying it's not just like a family member or a friend who will probably will forgive but like that you are an actual consultant getting into the deep issues of their life is really cool
0: it's it's really rewarding it's fascinating to see the the people who i've worked with their countenance literally change they see that someone genuinely cares and we can sit here and we can say yeah well you care because you're getting paid I care because you're human. I care because you want to accomplish something and there's a barrier that has been frustrating you and we need to figure out why that barrier is still there. Why hasn't it been removed? How can we figure this all out? And helping people understand how that works and why it, the process and figuring out how some of these hiccups can be mitigated in the future. And it's it's a delight. It's honestly such a rewarding experience.
1: Oh, I bet that's way rewarding. Okay, so with life coaching, do you have a specific niche or do you help people with everything, like with with dating, with careers, with meeting their goals? With life coaching, there are a lot of different things that people want
0: to accomplish. And so I have worked with people who want to mend relationships with their grandma. Oh. Yeah, I worked with people who are wanting to feel better about themselves and gain more self-esteem and more confidence. I've worked with people who are looking to change their careers and why they want to do that and how that's going to happen. And we go through the SMART goals. Is it specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely? We go through just depending on what the person wants to accomplish, depending on what that person desires. I craft that specifically to that person. It is tailored to the person, to their goal, so that we can move forward together and that we can go stride and stride and help them get where they wanna go.
1: So it just clicked when you're talking about mending relationships, I'm like, oh, that's awesome that you're a communications expert that they can be like, "Uh, I have this dialogue and I didn't know how to respond. Like, how could I fix this for the future? You know, because a lot of times in relationships, whether it's family or marriage or whatever, not being able to communicate like things that hurt you, sweeping it under the rug. Sweeping it under the rug is so common because we don't want to hurt people's
0: feelings. We don't want to maliciously offend somebody and Tell them that they look bad
1: in that dress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when they're slips hanging out of that dress, they would probably like to hear that <laughs> instead of Yes. We can absolutely tell
0: people in a very kind way, you know what that dress isn't flattering. And or let you pull them aside and say, Hey, I just want to let you know that your slips hanging out if you wanted to fix that. And bada boom bada bing. I just wanna let you know because I care about you. I wanted to Communicate that so that you know that someone else has your back. Communication is
1: critical.
0: It's literally the crucible to all relationships.
1: So, moving on to the keynote speeches, are these primarily for businesses? Absolutely. Corporations,
0: bureaus, alliances, people who are looking to give their people, their audience, more tools in their tool belt, primarily. Communication, connection, and confidence. How do you build that? How do you build that in an organization? How do you build that? The in three C's. A- yeah, exactly. How do you build that with your audience? How do they take that home? How do they implement that to be a better person in general and to build them up holistically instead of just, oh, I'm just going to focus on this one thing. If we focus on communication, if we can figure out how to communicate as an organization, as an alliance, as a bureau, as... A nonprofit whatever audience that may be we're we're going to grow together because communication is going to be the way that we do that there's no way to get around it communication is everywhere everywhere emails texts nonverbal verbal and even our intonations like when someone says or asks you how are you doing and someone responds with fine obviously they're not fine oh i hate the f word (laughs) oh they're not fine and so we have to understand we we listen to people's tones more than we listen to their actual words and so being able to understand what is our tone like what is our volume like are we actually portraying what we think and feel or is it a different is it a facade because facades corrode trust and being able to own our feelings, being able to share our feelings, that's going to build trust, that's going to build morale, that's going to build an organization because trust is critical in every possible capacity with clients, customers, your internal clientele, your employees,
1: Across the board, it, it is critical. I always feel like I'm probably doing something wrong if I don't get compliments. And I was just thinking about how a lot of times the majority of my bosses aren't really giving out the, wow, okay, I am doing a good job. And I think that oftentimes the leaders, they're busy. They have a lot on their plate. But these keynote speeches, I think, are a great way to remind people how important communicating is. Because they're paying you money, lots of money, to come out and to speak job that's going to do so much to boost that person's confidence like you said and to make them critical it is it's a
0: it's a do or die it's going to make or break it and so having people in leadership positions and regardless of your title if you can influence one person you're a leader
1: Oh, I like that.
0: People don't follow titles. They follow leaders. And leaders are people who genuinely care, who are authentic, who engage with their employees, who build trust, who push people beyond their boundaries, who can really level up the organization. And so having that ability to understand how people communicate in different communication channels and quite frankly, just asking your employees, what do you value at work? Well, I value a challenge and okay, well, if you do a good job, how do you how do you want to be rewarded? What does that look like? In a mo- in a non-monetary sense, what does that look like? Is that words of affirmation? Is that taking you to lunch? What does that look like to you? How do you receive validation for your hard work is probably a better way to put it. How do you receive validation for your hard work? Because I want to make sure that I'm communicating that you're doing a phenomenal job and I appreciate you and the team appreciates you. How do you receive that? What does that look like to you? And let them tell you and then execute. That's the, that's the critical part is once you have the information, once you have that feedback, execute, do it, be about it. And so much morale and productivity, people are going to be fired up because, oh my gosh, my manager, my boss, they care about how I receive Mm -hmm. feedback. They care about how I receive validation. Putting the human factor back into business is going to change everything. So frequently we have this business to business transaction when we're humans. And we need to have that human to human transaction, not just business to business. Humans are the reason why we have business. And so let's put the human factor back in by communicating.
1: I was just thinking about how crucial this keynote speech really is, especially for the power of communicating, because if they aren't communicating with each other. Yeah. Depending on how your
0: organization is organized, it can absolutely corrode everything. People are very, very observant more than we give them credit for. And so people reflect your attitude. People reflect leadership. And what is leadership? And what is leadership wanting to portray? And are they living it? Because people hear what you say, but they actually watch what you do. People can sit here and say, well, we need to do this, this, and this. And then you go and do the antithesis of that. That's going to be a huge problem. So watch what you do, because people are watching all the time everywhere we go.
1: So you also do these workshops and breakout groups. What do you do in those? It just depends on the client.
0: It just depends on what people need. It's all surrounded by communication. A few things that I've done in the past is trust and positivity in the workforce. Um, I've done creating compelling messaging for your target audience. I've also done communication 101 and I've done join the workplace, how to create join the workplace. One of the topics that I'm really passionate about is boundaries set you free. And so do Doing a keynote or a breakout session on that topic is really, really powerful for people because they realize how important boundaries are. So those are a few of the workshops that I've done. And it just depends on the client and what they're looking for and their end goals and what they what they want their audience to take away. And so it's crafted to meet their needs and to meet their expectations. So... I usually go through and I do several deck reviews with them so that we make sure that we're on the same page. We're hitting the right note and the right stride because they know their audience intimately. And so we go through and we, we do those one-on-one sessions. We do run-throughs, we do drafts to make sure that come delivery day, we're set to go. We are ready to rock. People are going to have takeaways. They're going to get the messages that they feel are really important and critical to them and to their, to their audience.
1: If you're listening, you're like, ah, I don't know if this communication is really what we need with our employees. I want you to think about your clients. How's your communication with your clients? So to give an example, the last place I worked, they were constantly Telling them, like, hey, guys, you need to improve your communication with the clients. They're like, if they send you email, even if you don't know the answer, respond and say, hey, I'm working on it. I'll get it to you tomorrow or whatever. But to give that response, they're like, if you don't respond, they don't know if you got the email. And just, like, different examples that they were like, we need you to communicate That's another way that you can help people is to improve their their communication with clients. Yeah, you have to set
0: realistic expectations with your clients. And those expectations may be a little bit different per client, per case, just on a case-by-case basis. Or maybe it'll be a blanket. We'll respond within 24 to 48 business hours. The key to business is communication. Because if the client feels like they're heard, like they're seen, as if their case or their issue or their need is the most important thing to the business, they're going to refer your business, and they're going to be able to speak speak with confidence that this is the best company to work with because you're responsive, because you care. Because if you, if the tie ta- if the tables were turned, I would hope that. That either way, whatever side you may be on, that we would both be responsive because this is important because you're seeking out help and you're seeking out assistance in whatever capacity that might be. We need to be respectful of the, of their time and our time. And so understanding that communication is part of that and setting up reali- realistic expectations. For instance, I have a vendor that I needed to recalibrate expectations. And I asked this individual, what's a realistic turnaround time on this project? And they said five business days. And I said, I was under the impression that this was between 24 to 48 business hours, not three to four days for three to four business days. So we need to reset expectations. And so we did. We reset that expectation. This is realistic. This is timely. This is within our scope. And we both got on the same page with that. And so making sure that the expectation is set and clear, that's huge.
1: Man, as you're talking, I'm like, oh, I think everyone needs this. <laughs> communication like you've been saying is crucial.
0: It is literally a life and death situation. I mean just as as I shared before with that statistic that we're 70% more likely to die early due to poor social relationships and all relationships, come from communication so being able to do that oh i just i love communication i love the opportunity to speak with people about communication connection and confidence and being able to have one-on-one conversations with people after an event and i learn from them and grow with them and have this opportunity to to make an,
1: an impact where i can So exciting like just talking to you i'm so pumped so how can people contact you Because I'm sure that anyone that's listening, they're like, yeah, we want to hear all the knowledge that Carolyn has to offer.
0: Absolutely. I I would be honored to to chat with anybody who's interested. You can reach me directly on my cell phone at 801 979 6636. Or you can go ahead and send me an email. Carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-N. Double the N, double the fun, my friends. (laughs) At myorangesoul.com. So that's Carolyn at myorangesoul.com. S-O-U-L.com.
1: And on Instagram, you have a fun Instagram with great quotes. Uh, Yeah, Instagram.
0: Totally forgot about the gram. (laughs) Uh, It's orange soul tribe on Instagram. And then on Facebook, it's orange soul. So, and I'm also on LinkedIn feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or follow my page on LinkedIn, Orange Soul. I'd love to
1: have you join. And you have many more episodes to come. This is just the first
0: rock and roll. We're going to talk about leadership. We're going to talk about how to create a more compelling narrative. We're going to talk about empathy and boundaries. And I just can't wait. This is going to be a fun podcast. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. We can't wait to have you join. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me directly. I'll leave my information on the website. So let's rock and roll. Let's connect, communicate and build our confidence together. Super pumped. To get the download on our guest today, head on over to myorangesoul.com and be sure to check out our sponsor, Reminisce Audio at reminisaudio.com Peace and blessings, my friends. Stay rad.